BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Welcome to the Mandatory Post Fight Show. I'm Chantel Chand, Brian Fonseca. We're here. We got you covered after the fight. Lots to get into. Obviously, if you like the content, hit that like and subscribe button. Also, make sure to follow us on our social media platforms. We're at the Mandatory TKO. We're also on the audio side, so make sure to leave a rate and review. And there's lots to get into, but it all comes down to Devin Haney. Winning every round in this one, baby against the former champion, Regis Progray. And now Devin Haney gets a title at 140 pounds. He's a two-division champ, killing it, masterclass performance. And he did not miss a beat moving up a weight class. In fact, he looked a lot better, I feel like. He looked stronger. He looked big. He showed power. No more talk of these pillow fists, I feel like, because he had stunned Regis a couple of times. But so much to get into, Brian. Your thoughts on what we just saw. If if someone in the comments watching this has the punch stats, please send them my way because uh, for betting purposes. But uh, I thought this was an incredible performance, shutout performance. And we'll talk about Regis Prograis' hand in this performance or lack thereof in a second. A former uh, guest of the show, friend of the show, but whew, Devin Haney whooped his ass tonight it just is what it is um he was sensational from the start i think he won basically every round he was amazing with his jab as you mentioned time and again chantel leading up to this fight Devin haney is one of the best jabs in the sport and one of my questions was how is he going to effectively land that against the southpaw well he did that and not only that, the body work that we saw against Vasily Lomachenko translated to this fight. And I just can't get over the way he made Regis Pro Ray look, considering the respect I have for Regis Pro Ray, long time, one of the best at 140, and completely just knocks him off that list. It's yet another one of these fights that we've gotten in 2023 that it looked like it could have gone either way going in, high profile, and it's just a complete one-sided ass whooping. And by the way, please leave your comments. We are going to get to all your comments. So if you got anything to say or mention about this fight, we want to hear from you. But Brian, you're right. I mean, that was an ass whooping, right? I mean, at one point I was like, is this worse than what we saw what Bud did to Spence? I just saw this tweet from Michael Benson who said Regis Progray only landed 36 punches on Devin Haney tonight. Which, according to uh, punch stats, means he broke Edwin De Los Santos' record of landing 40 against Shakur Stevenson for the lowest number of punches landed in a 12-round fight ever recorded by Copybox, which is a dubious list that you don't want to be on. And that Edwin De Los Santos so Shakur Stevenson fight just happened a couple weeks ago. Um, not what 
you would have expected from Regis Progrid, considering the over-under for his punches landed was 115 and a half. You know, when I go back to this performance and going into it, I picked Progray to win this one by knockout because I thought he would figure out how to close the gap. I thought his power was something that Devin Haney had not felt before. And I thought Devin Haney moving up a weight class, that might be a little bit of a significant jump. But at the same time, I take a look at those betting lines, Brian, where I was like, this is disrespectful because Regis Progray was a plus 300. But in that fight, Devin Haney did Devin Haney things. And he took away the left from Regis as well, right? Was He took away everything from Regis that Regis was possibly good at. And the one thing that really, really pissed me off during this fight was Regis fought the first round like how the hell, like Regis did okay the first round, but he fought every round after that the same. And it's like, are you going to make an adjustment? Why are you trying to box him? What, if you're clearly not closing the distance, so brawl him, fight him on the inside. But Regis didn't make any adjustments the whole entire time. And I think at one point, Regis just thought, hey, you know what? Let me get through to the championship rounds and then let me try to land a big one on him. But you're not closing the distance for like 10 straight rounds. You're not doing anything different. You're not doing anything. You landed 36 punches, right? So for me as a Regis Progray fan, where I was saying he was the best at 140 pounds. Like, Brian, I've been saying that a lot. Like, since we started the show, I've said Regis Progray is the best at 140 pounds. One of my favorite fighters. I cannot believe that no adjustments were made in this fight. That I think, and we saw it later on. Like, we saw it in round 11. We saw it in round 12. Like, Regis was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go and get it now. Yeah. And try to be a little bit more aggressive. But you just can't do that because I don't think Regis has that raw one punch power that tank does like Regis kind of gets you with the one, two, right? Like he's going to try to break you down over time. And by the way, guys, we are going to get to all of your comments. So keep them coming. And we're starting with, uh, we're starting with Tyrone because he donated. Okay. Oh, you know, I gotta, I gotta shut up then. Cause Tyrone just gave us $5. So Tyrone, by the way, friend of the show, thank you so much. Uh, masterclass. That's the way that you could describe Haney's performance for sure. And, the one thing that I will say, though, is maybe it's not that Regis fought. No, no, he didn't make any adjustments. I'm sorry. I can't say that. <laughs> he didn't make any adjustments. But at the same time, it showed me how good Devin Haney was. It showed me how good Devin Haney was to come up to 140 and have a performance like that against a proven guy at 140 pounds who's done big things in that division and to make Regis Progray look like that. He dropped Regis Progray. He stunned Regis Progray. If Regis Progray wasn't as tough as he is, if it was another boxer, I think he would have been up and out of there. I think Devin Haney could have got a stoppage. I think Regis's corner couldn't even thrown in the towel at one point. This was not a good, this was not a good performance for Regis, but I think it's more of how great of a performance it was for Devin Haney. To me, this was his best performance, uh, Devin Haney's performance. Uh, by the way, if you're doing the math, Regis Progray's 36 punches landed total. That's three per round, and that's one per minute. So there's that. Um, okay, let's get to some more comments because yes. we have a lot of the active chat tonight, which I, I kind of expected because this is a big fight that we're all excited about, and Devin Haney just completely showed us why he's a pound-for-pound -pound guy. We're going to go... Uh, from earlier, IMPK, I gained a whole new respect for Haney. I, I think a lot of people coming away from that will agree because uh, there's been talk about Javante Davis and Shakur Stevenson. How does Devin Haney fit in that class? Well, he's moved up to 140 now, so the conversation should really be centered around Teofimo Lopez, and I don't think they're going to fight each other next necessarily. Um, Oscar De La Hoya tweeted he's going to push for Devin Haney versus Ryan Garcia, which... <laughs> Good luck to Ryan Garcia. That's going to be the case. Uh, Brewski, first comment, but longtime watcher of the pod. I prefer the term show, but thank you very much, Brewski, for your contribution. Uh, Regis never had a chance, and I really thought he did. I mean, I'm with Brewski. I'm with Brewski. Yeah. I thought Brewski. he had a chance. I took him to win this fight. And uh, by the way, Brewski, we appreciate you. Thank you for rocking with the show. But you know what's crazy is that. After he dropped him in the third round, I would have, Bree just like kind of picked it back up where I'm like, okay, like, you know, he's, 
he's not hurt. Like he can, he can still figure this out, but that just never happened. And Devin Haney continued to put on this masterclass performance. So let's get to a nerd front of the show. Nerd usually yes. brings some heat. Yeah. This was the easiest of fights to pick. Pro gray, two old, slow, and one dimensional. Jesus Christ. You know, it, it, but when watching this, it does make me think, okay. Because Regis struggled getting on the inside, which is the biggest thing here. Because I thought if he had any chance to win this fight, he had to be the bully early on. And he was emphatically not that. He had to get on the inside, make it ugly as he tried to do late when his trainer, don't know who that was, by the way, uh, dot, dot, dot. But his trainer told him, hey, you got to show us something. Show us you want to be here. Blah, 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 blah. And he started trying to make it physical. And Devin Haney seemed very unfazed by that because by that point, it didn't matter. He had already controlled the fight and there wasn't anything Regis Prograde could have done outside of rocking him like Jorge Linares did to really, you know, turn the fight. And even if he did, it would have been too late unless he got the knockout. I don't think Regis is too slow or too one dimensional. I just think it takes a special performance to take out a guy like Devin Haney. And I'm not sure who's capable of that right now in the weight classes we're talking about outside of maybe a Javante Davis. But I don't I don't even feel like bringing up his name because I don't think they're going to fight each other. Um, and Teofimo Lopez is, you know, someone who's capable of greatness. We saw it against Josh Taylor. A lot of people thought that he was going to potentially lose that fight or not really have it. We didn't know where he was. And he turned out a special performance, one of the performances of the year. The, this is a class of 140 right now, and you have Supriel Matias just sort of lurking in the background, like, all right, who who wants to fight me? You know, Teofimo Lopez uh, supposedly sent him a, an offer, but um, Supriel's hand is uh, it's like the size of a box, so that's going to have to wait a little bit longer. Um, Let's see. We have Anthony Beck, who says, yo. So we'll throw Anthony up on the screen because we always Anthony, do. thanks for joining us. I, he Anthony's also says... Yeah. He also says, I love what I saw from Devin Haney put on an absolute masterclass. Masterclass is like, this should be the name of the episode. <laughs> masterclass. Yeah. It was a masterclass performance. Uh, let's get to Jesus because I, you know, Jesus is always bringing heat. Regis yes. took a payday. This oh. is what I was thinking, Jesus. <laughs> no, but Jesus isn't actually wrong because this is Regis's biggest fight. I Other love than Jesus Josh Taylor. Is, Jesus is more cynical than me. I love it. Um, so <laughs> this is what I was actually thinking, though, because if you think about it, it is his biggest fight on the biggest stage, right? And they sold 16000 at Chase Center and Regis got paid in this fight. And, like, I'm not actually mad at that comment. I do Saying think he took a payday is, like, implying he took a dive. He didn't do that. He just he he didn't take beat. a dive. No, but you know what it is? It's also just, like, I think we just didn't expect that type of performance from Regis. No, and you, not at all. And you have to think hey he didn't have the best performance but he got the bag you know what i mean so i it's, i understand that comment it's so it is cynical but I, I can get down with it thank you jesus uh <laughs> it's just uh, one of these things this year where and i agree with tyrone who says i'm surprised about the shutout me too but it's this year has been so weird crawford spence 50 50 crawford busts his ass canelo charlo not really 50 nah. 50 but you know that was a fight that a lot of people were talking themselves oh does charlo have a chance here just completely busted his ass tank ryan there were a lot of people who thought ryan garcia had a live like real chance in that fight busted his ass uh naoya in and stephen fulton that was one that appeared <laughs> yes. to be 50 50 oh going into it not even close right um I, I just it's just been weird. We've gotten a lot of these type of fights this year where the biggest fights of the year, the most high profile fights of the year that we think are going to be 50 50 bouts. And a lot of them have turned out to be just one sided ass whoopings. It's just weird. Yeah, let's get to some more comments really quickly and then we'll get into what's next for these guys. Uh, Suspicious Regis didn't fire left punching. Yeah, you know what? He took away the left. Devin Haney took away the left, though. Right, that's how good Devin Haney is. Uh, nerd, we'll go back to him. Pro Gray has no right hook. Th that was his downfall. Um, I thought there was a few times he also could have thrown an uppercut too, and I was like, "Why is he throwing that uppercut?" He, he, I don't think he. I don't. I don't think he was getting close enough to throw anything. Is the problem? Yeah, you know? like he I, couldn't I just... close the gap. And but it, but it's also the way he was fighting. Like he was trying to fight him at a distance. Like where did I see him at one point? 
during the fight actually try to close the gap and be more aggressive and try to stalk Haney. Like we didn't really see that till like the 11th and 12th round. And he's like, I got to go and get it. Other than that, he was like, he just couldn't, you know, he couldn't get to him. (laughs) Astrid sends a sticker and a $5 donation. Appreciate that. Uh, TJ Strickland says we need that tank versus Devin 2024. I mean, I agree, TJ. I just, I'm like Jesus. I'm cynical <laughs> about uh, this business and this sport and getting us the fights that we absolutely need. Um, but, you know, I think I think Tank would probably pose, outside of, I think, Teofimo Lopez, the most interesting challenge for Devin Haney at this point. I think Devin Haney versus Shakur is interesting on some levels, but I, I think y'all would want to see Tank or Teofimo Lopez more than that because stylistically, you know, that could potentially get really, um, it would be like, you know, the Spider-Man meme. Just dudes like, all right, are you going to go first or I'm going to go first? Didn't trying Ryan, to counter, I'm trying to counter. So. Didn't Ryan beat Haney twice at amateurs? That I don't know. I, uh, think, but... I, think, I think Ryan said he beat him twice in the amateurs and Haney won twice. Guys, I, I could be mistaken, points. but, yeah. um, you know, let's get over. Actually, let's get over to Jay first. Jesus, we'll get back to you because, you know, Jesus is going to be bringing the heat all night long. And donations we get to first. We do yeah, do that. that's why Brian was like, he gave me the eyes to shut up really quickly. And I was like, do I keep going or just tell me <laughs> to shut up? Um, okay. Jay says, thank you, by the way, Jay, for joining the show. Easiest of fights, but Haney still didn't go for the knockout. Here's the thing. Regis is so tough that I think Haney couldn't knock him out, but he stunned him throughout the fight. Like, if we're talking Haney has no power, he doesn't stun a guy like Regis. So I want to take away the fact that Haney, people say he has pillow fists at this point. He could also be growing into this power. Like, maybe 140 is better for him than 135 because he's not drained. So he has more power. And if he does go up to 147, maybe we're going to see even more power. But what we saw tonight, I don't even care that we didn't get the knockout. Anthony Beck donates $9.99. Super chat. Thank you, Anthony. Haney had pro grade rattle tonight. As good as he looked, though, I still say he should stay far the hell away <laughs> from Gervonta Davis. Um... Listen, Javante Davis is better than people think. And also, at the same time, I think some people think that he has no flaws. This is weird, right? Like, I think Devin Haney could beat him. I think Javante Davis could beat him. Like, I think that's a true 50-50 fight, and I would like to see it. But, you know, the last several times we've said, and not we on the show, but we as, as like, a, a, a boxing world have said, oh, this is a 50-50 fight. And just hasn't really been the case. Um, this, I don't know if people were saying it was 50-50 necessarily, but we didn't expect a shutout. We expected it to be close-ish. And, you know, George Cambosos was more competitive against Devin Haney than Regis Progray was. Oh, which is not something I thought I would say. Yeah, it hurts. It's not something I thought yeah, I would say um, going into it. But, like, statistically, it's so. Uh, punch stats, judges, scorecards. Your eye test, but I also was. think that I also think that like Cambosos and Regis are like two different fighters. You know what I mean? Two different fighters with two different game plans for this fight. Like we saw Regis's game plan. I don't know what game plan that was, but it wasn't a very good one. Um, Anthony Beck, by the way, thank you so much for uh, donating to the show. Do appreciate you, and uh, I agree with you as well because I still believe you know Tank is the best at one thirty-five. Um, Let's also get to another Anthony Beck comment. If you want your comments read for first, you know, donate to the channel, guys. Appreciate you. Uh, it's not that he doesn't have flaws. He's just on a different level. I do agree with that. I think, and I said this before for the preview, I was like, people are sleeping on Regis' skill. Um, I think people are sleeping on Tank's skill because, like, we saw what Tank did to Ryan, right? Like, totally reeled him in, landed a big one, boom, it was over. Um, but I think that's why you know, everybody was just kind of, a lot of people were betting on Ryan in that fight and Tank was able to get it done. We're going to go to Jovi. <laughs> Regis, why you let me down? Like, that's how it I feel, caps, Jovi. It all caps, Jovi T. Regis, why you let me down like that? It's, it's, it's Jovi. It's shocking. It's just shocking. Like, it's just Errol Spence, Regis Progray, Jermel Charlo, cool boy Stephen, Stephen Fulton, 
um there's another mega fight that i'm missing the other side of we thought it was going to be 50 50 but oh ryan garcia from the tank fight is it's just such a weird thing that we've experienced this year we just i never thought regis would be in that class i thought it was going to be more competitive we didn't see the feints i thought one of the ways to get inside was we see some feints because that's what you want to do you want devin haney to be reactive but easier said than done but we didn't see the feints um he did look pretty flat-footed mechanical Devin Haney figured it out a lot figured him out quickly and Regis is one of these dudes where you know maybe he has some losses in his career this is a second but like looking back on it after he retires maybe you look back he has a few losses you you never would have thought any of them would look like this unless he hung around for too long and it just really is a testament to how good Devin Haney is right now just is what it is yeah, um, Jovi also said 36 landed punches <laughs> is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Let's go back to Anthony. One back. per minute. One per minute. Uh, Anthony donated to the show. Uh, when Tank gets to the fourth or fifth round, that's when he takes you to the next level. It's true. Like he starts off slow and then he figures you out and then it's game over. Let's get to Jerry Brown. Jerry, thanks for joining the show. Um, so Haney. Tank will be Bud. Errol in Tank's favor. Ooh, so you think Haney would dominate that's what he's saying right that's what you're saying right jerry if the okay okay hold jerry thank you for this because if devin haney is serious about 147 i mean i didn't think i i devin haney versus terrence crawford is not something i ever thought about until right now but sign me up devin haney versus terrence crawford if he's serious about actually making the jump to 147, which I don't think he's going to do it right now. I think he'll probably defend at 140, maybe try to get a big fight. He said that he's not in a rush to unify again in that way and become undisputed in another weight class. He wants to just get big names, big fights. Well, who is a bigger name than Terrence Crawford in this sport? But I don't think we get that fight. I think Bud moves to 154. And if we're talking about fights like that, I think we'll get Bud and Canelo before we get that. I think if Haiti moves up to 147, fight Boots. I agree with that. That's a very um, good fight. It, 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 hopefully, he's a big enough name for Devin Haney to want to, you know, do that. I would. Well, I mean, he just I fought hope. Regis, right? Like, Regis is one of Fair those guys point. for casual fans where people are like, I, I haven't really heard that name, but he's very well known to boxing fans. So I think it's one of those things where he could fight a Boots who is arguably going well he has a belt now so the king of you know the upcoming king of the welterweight division because uh bud and spencer are still technically there um, i also we, don't think terrence crawford like i i know his name has been brought up in the canelo thing but i'm not buying it unless it actually happens because i don't think canelo alvarez he was complaining about they're not going to give me credit for beating jamel charlo because he's smaller so i don't see why he'd fight terrence crawford terrence crawford's better than jamel charlo and that's oh, who I think yes. Terrence Crawford should fight next if he's not going to fight Errol Spence again, which he probably is because of the rematch clause. But I don't think – I'm not sure that – I don't buy Canelo Alvarez fighting Terrence Crawford next. Is the point. No, that's a, that's a dream fight. But, you know, we're getting a bunch of comments about who Haney should fight next. So let's get into yeah, who Devin that. Haney should fight next and what's next for Devin Haney after putting on this masterclass performance, which is the name of this episode masterclass because of what Devin Haney did. Um, Brian, after that shutout performance against a proven champ at 140 pounds, a guy that was doing it big at 144, a very, very long time, Regis Progray, after a performance like that, what is next for Devin Haney? <sighs> we said that the winner of this fight could probably do whatever they want. And I think Devin Haney is going to continue to pursue big names and big fights and big money fights. And he has the right to do that. To me, the most interesting fight is Devin Haney versus Teofimo Lopez. Can you make that come together promotionally? Sure. Like they can figure it out. I think the money will be there. will absolutely be there. Devin Haney, you know, did well in terms of attendance in the Bay area um, at the chase center. And I think that while Tank was mocking, oh, tickets are available only for this much, whatever, whatever, like that's good for Devin Haney to do that because let's be honest, not a lot of boxers are nearly selling out basketball arenas, at least in the United States. Um, and for him to have a, a homecoming fight uh, as technically the B-side <laughs> and, and it do well like that, 
that's great for Devin Haney. It also leads to conversations about like how big can this get? Telfimo Lopez is the big is the big one for me. Um, I think Ryan Garcia is a sneaky, interesting one. Uh, I don't think anyone realistically who really understands boxing is picking Ryan Garcia to win that fight. But the buildup will be interesting. The money will be there. Oscar De La Hoya is already pushing for it on on X, Twitter, whatever. And I think that Devin Haney, you know, versus Ryan Garcia would be uh, less risky than fighting Delfimo Lopez is what I would say. Those are the first two names I've really thought about in terms of realistic scenarios. If he's going to stay at 140, Josh Taylor has also called out Devin Haney. Not as interested in that because of how Teofimo Lopez whooped him. But I would watch that fight. I just think Devin Haney would win that one going away as well. Devin Haney definitely beats Josh Taylor. Um, I think when we take a look at 140 and we take a look at Devin Haney, he's talked about moving up to 147. But if we just focus on 140, I think obviously the money fight where I think he would make the most bank would be Ryan Garcia. And that is a fight where these two have gone back and forth. I believe Ryan Garcia beat Haney two times in the amateurs. Don't quote me on that, but I know that he does have a win against Devin uh, in the amateurs. So that's interesting. Obviously, they do have a history. But the most interesting fight to make at 140 is Devin Haney and Teofimo Lopez. Because that is a fight not only for casual fans, but I think that's also a very great fight for boxing nerds because depending on what Teofimo Lopez we get, and Teofimo Lopez right now seems focused, he seems like he's in a very good place, to fight Devin Haney after this performance, that fight is absolutely massive. And I even think that's pay-per-view worthy. Was this fight pay-per-view worthy tonight? I, I don't think so, to be honest with you. But no. going into this fight as like a boxing nerd, I was like, I can see why, but I don't think casual fans. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And we're kind of really digging it. As for Tank and Devin Haney, I don't think that fight gets made because Tank is not going to move back up to 140. He fought Mario Barrios at 140, never went back at 140. So that's just a fight I just don't think happens. Maybe possibly later on in the future, we get Shakur and Devin. I don't know how interesting of a fight that would be, but um, it's going to definitely be a be, chess match. It would definitely be that. <laughs> it's going to have to either be Ryan Garcia. And I think that fight does get made because I think Devin would get a bag and as would Ryan. Like that fight would transcend more than just boxing fans. It would be great on social media. Both those guys know how to talk. And I think it would be great for both of their careers. But the more interesting fight is him and Teofimo Lopez. I don't know if that fight gets made because who is like who is the A side in that fight? They're going to be arguing about oh. that forever. <laughs> That's the biggest question because is it Devin Haney who just did that to Regis Prograde or is it Teofimo Lopez that made Josh Taylor, who listen was undisputed at 140, who beat Regis Prograde technically? Yes, even yes. though. But like, I think that's why the fight won't happen with him and Teofimo Lopez. I'm telling you right now, because <laughs> right. I, I'm telling you, that's why the fight is not going to happen. It's going to become a, a pissing contest between Bob Arum and Eddie Hearn. Yeah. And Teofimo Lopez is going to want to be the A side. There was a fight recently that he just denied. What didn't he? Because he said um, he wanted more money. I don't remember. Uh, there... um, oh, Teofimo Lopez you're talking about? Yeah, he was. I think it was Ryan Garcia. Yeah, and he was like, "I want more money or something yeah. like that," because I'm that dude. It's crazy so. because I think he'd make a ton of money, but I didn't. I don't know what the offer was, but I, I think regardless, like <laughs> Devin Haney versus Teofimo Lopez is the fight to make. But if you had to ask me, what is the fight that I think actually gets made next for Devin Haney? I think it's probably Ryan Garcia. Okay, and I, I just I that's where I'm at. Let's go to the comments. I think this is a fight that doesn't get made, Larry, because um, this guy's too uh, – well, not that one. We're both clicking at the same time. 
Sorry. I didn't I mean, click anything. Okay. Maybe it's just me and my, my finger is here. <laughs> we'll get still, to you still too. Shook. Show. Still we'll shook. Uh, the, Larry Lopez says, Haney should unify with Teo or Matias. I don't think anyone's going to fight Subaru Matias. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like he's too scary. I don't, I just don't think that fight's going to happen. And then also like the name of the fight. Um, I, I think it's too risky. Teofimo tried it apparently, so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. Maybe Teofimo Lopez Subriel Matias actually happens in April. If it, all props to, to well both guys because we're giving Teofimo Lopez credit for potentially fighting Subriel Matias in that scenario. I mean, props to Subriel Matias too because I mean, yes, it's a money fight and that's an obvious move. Teofimo Lopez is not an easy fight by any means. You know, that's going to be dangerous and betting wise. I'm fascinated to see what that line would open up as. Um, Sherm Show says. Haney versus Teo will be for Undisputed. I think Sherm Show, you would be saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that they'll probably rack up each another belt and then eventually come together and fight for all the belts. Uh, like, you know, Haney beats Subriel and Teofimo beats, I guess, Roly Romero. And uh, we'll figure it out. But I, I don't... Look, I think Yo, Haney Tio versus and Teo and Roly would be really good, too. And Sherm show says exactly. See, I got you, Sherm. Um, all right. Joe VT points out Ryan and Devin are three and three in the amateurs. Okay, so I was close. I was close. I said they were two and two, but uh, yeah, I, like whatever to me. I mean, Terrence Crawford, famously not like an amazing amateur boxer, and we've seen what he's become since. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. I, I think, um, I think Teofimo Lopez, uh, is the fight here, but let's quickly get into pivot real quick, but. And yes, IMPK did see Robesi Ramirez. We may touch on that before we get up out of here, but we got to get to Regis Progray for a second because Regis Progray lost his fight. And we are going to spend a couple minutes on what happens next because they said he, he said he's going to keep it pushing and go for another belt. And um, he's getting up there in age. This is a second loss. He's lost to two great fighters, Josh Taylor, Devin Haney. Um, at least one of them is a future Hall of Famer. I don't know if Josh Taylor is going to be that, but he was undisputed at one point. Yeah. Chantel, um, where are you at with Regis Progray right now coming out of this? And what do you think he does next? I think he tries to get another big fight. But I think after this performance, I think Regis needs to fight like a Jack Catterall or something like that. I think that's who Regis needs to fight. And then maybe he can get... Another big fight, like a Teofima Lopez, um, maybe a Subriel Matias. Maybe he goes down to Liam Puerto Paro. Rico. Liam Paro, That's, maybe? I think Paro is a little dangerous. Like, we were talking about it earlier. We, and Like, just real quickly, Liam Paro on the co-feature, knocking out Montana Love in the sixth round? Montana apologized, I saw on social media. But I do want to say one thing about Regis Progray, though. Um, whatever he does at this point, it has to be career-defining. Because what were they saying on the broadcast? Regis is 34. Has he lost it? That was a topic of conversation. And mm -hmm. as you know, as you get up in age, like you never know when that could go. Everyone's different. And Regis did not look like Regis. And he didn't look like Regis against Zaria either. So now there's mm -hmm. all of these narratives about Regis Progray. And it's interesting because it's like, what does he do next at 140? Because I don't think... Teofima Lopez goes and fights Regis Progray after Progray just lost to Devin Haney, right? I don't think that fight happens. Maybe he fights a guy, and if anyone can find him, can someone please, please find Jose Ramirez? <laughs> can like <laughs> I want to know? So, okay, I want to so, know where he is. I want to know where he is. And Arnold Barbosa is going to be fighting in the new year too. Like they're both um, under, uh, they're both on zone. So maybe that's a fight that's easy to make. And that would be very good, not only for Regis, but it would be good for Arnold because Arnold's undefeated, right? That's a very good fight to make. Boxing nerds would love it. But um, if anyone knows where Jose Ramirez is, tell him we've been looking for him for a little while now. Um, Brian nerd says Jack Catterall beats uh, Regis Progray. Nerds, no, nerd, me and you are usually on the same page, but I, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not going that far with Jack Catterall yet, but who knows? Um, look, I think Arno Barbosa is an interesting name to throw in here at the 140 class because he has not made his Golden Boy debut yet. I believe they said they announced that it's supposed to be next month. Don't know who the opponent is. We'll find out together. But uh, Arno Barbosa is an interesting wrinkle to throw in here because I think he's a candidate to fight Ryan Garcia next if Ryan Garcia isn't immediately shoved into Devin Haney world. Um 
Arno Barbosa wanted to fight Regis Prograve, said it in our show, said that's the guy he wanted at 140 because he wanted the WBC title. He was a, obviously a contender for that and still is. Not sure how much he's going to want that fight now, but that's a money fight for both guys, and it's an important fight for both guys. Regis, if you want to remain championship level and actually get a title shot, beating Arno Barbosa, who's still undefeated, would help. And Arno Barbosa, you want to get a title shot and finally fight for a world title, beating Regis Progray is the way to get there. I think it's the perfect fight to make for both guys um, following Arno Barbosa's performance, I believe, in January. So maybe this could be in the spring or something along those lines or the summer because, you know, it takes a while for these things to come together in the sport. But I think that's that's sort of something that I would look forward to if it were to happen. Um, I think that's a good fight for Regis. I think Liam Paro, who Regis was supposed to fight before, he needed to be replaced by Danielito Zoria. I think that's an interesting fight. And Liam Paro looked pretty good tonight against Montana Love and stopped him. So 140 is a, is a, is a great weight class. I actually hope Devin Haney sticks around at 140 for a while because there are a lot of interesting guys and a lot of fights for him to make, uh, even money fights as well. Um, let's get to a couple more comments. Uh, I do want to talk about the top rank card a little bit. We will, before we get out of here, Tyrone points out the top rank at plenty of chaos. Sanders, Zayas, Richard Torres, Bruce Carrington, interesting card. Uh, Jay says Andy Cruz is art. He's amazing. Andy Cruz is big fan of Andy Cruz. (sighs) That was something. We got a lot of great performances in boxing tonight. Jesus. Devin Haney, Andy Cruz. Ebony Bridges lost to Mio Yo, Yoshida. I cannot believe that, though. What? I, I was the so fighter, by the way. Mio yeah. Yoshida, who, who represents New York nowadays. Um, Anthony Beck brings us back on topic. I'm still trying to figure out who the hell is brave enough to fight Matias. I mean, allegedly Teo from Lopez. Yeah, I think I think Teo would do it, but it would have to be – it has to be a payday for Teo at this point. Like, he's being a businessman at the same time. Um any final thoughts before we move on to the other fights? Because I think we're ready because everyone's talking about the other fights. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to the top rank card. Um, Robesi Ramirez lost by decision and is no longer a champion. Um, lost by a majority decision, was knocked down in the last round of the fight. And he scored a knockdown earlier. Uh, my eyes were darting back and forth. I was like, I had one eye on one fight, one eye on the other. If I'm being honest, I have one and a half eyes on the Regis Pro Great Devin Haney fight. Probably half an eye on the Re- Robesi Ramirez fight. But Robesi Ramirez <laughs> scored a knockdown early on, as Astrid points out in the comments, uh, which I'm going to put up here. And then in round 12, just got dropped and loses his title. And we all of a sudden have a new scary champion at featherweight in Rafael Espinosa, who is undefeated, who is Mexican, and who is Love six it. foot one and 126 pounds. <laughs> that's crazy. Yo, that's crazy. Um, He's that- the Victor Wembanyama of the featherweight division. <laughs> this is one of these losses um, for Ramirez where I'm just like, he was headlining this fight, this card. And to lose when you saw all the production that went into this, right? They're trying to build a superstar, this Cuban superstar. He cried and, with Mark Kriegel in the interview multiple yeah. times. It was so touching. I cried too. I was Mark like, Kriegel's this is so great. Sad. Mark Kriegel's yeah. great. I, w- I, want, I want to get him on this show. Mark Kriegel's great. We'll try. We'll try, y'all. Um, okay, J- let's get to Jay. This is kind of a, a good comment. I don't see how Inouye beats Espinoza. He is too tall. Oh, damn, um, we're going there already? Inouye has to move up first, and he's got his hands full with Marlon Tapalos. He'll probably beat him, for being honest. But he has his hands full with that fight uh, first. But I, I think uh, Rafael Espinosa, he got knocked down. It looked like Robesi was going to finish him. Rafael Espinosa was kind of saved by the bell, battled back. And the featherweight division is very interesting right now. Um I think Robesi Ramirez, I mean, he lost his debut and lost this fight. I wonder where his career sort of goes from this point forward because, you know. I think they still try to push him because he does have star power, right? You look at the crowd, like, they love him. They love Robesi. So it's like, I think they still try to push him, 
Um, but I don't know. He has to have a, a good performance next, like a they're very convincing feed, performance. They're gonna feed Isaac Dogbait to him. It's gonna make me sad. Um, <laughs> so you have Venado Lopez was a fight coming up that was just announced. Um, Mauricio Lara, Ray Vargas, Brandon Figueroa, who you're very high on as well. Um, yeah, like you know, I, I, thought, I, do I thought like you were. No, no, I mean, I don't know. Okay, never mind. Oh, but you have he is I mean, he he is good. You know, I'm not like the biggest fan of like they call him the heartbreak kid, don't they? Yeah, great. Okay. You're not the biggest <laughs> fan of Brandon Figueroa. Never mind, guys. Um, but you have a division that is interesting because I don't think there's any dominant like Robacio Ramirez, you could have made the case was the best featherweight. I probably wouldn't have, but you could have made that case leading up to this fight. And now it's here. I, I to me, I was actually more interested in some of the undercard bouts. Um, because Xander Zayas looked great again. He's figuring it out. He's putting some things together. And I think he's going to get a title shot in 2024. Not early. It's going to be late in the year. And it might be against Tim Zhu. We'll see. But Xander Zayas is, he, he, they need to get him real competition. It seemed like he's going to fight Patrick Teixeira next, which is that, an interesting fight. Yeah, well, that's a very interesting fight. But what I saw from Xander Zayas was, Prior to this fight, he had a fight where a lot of people were hating on him. And there were so many questions where they're like, can Zayas be that guy? Right? There were questions about Xander Zayas. They're like, we don't know if he could be that superstar. What we saw tonight, Xander do, other than what Devin Haney did, that was the performance of the night. You saw it. You saw the power. You saw the speed. You saw him cut off the ring. And he looked big in that ring. He looked big. He wasn't tired. And then the best part, I texted Brian Witt right away, was just how humble he was after the fight. <laughs> right? I was like, he's so sweet. Oh, my God. This is so nice. I don't know. I just think he's a good kid. And I think that he has the ability to be a superstar. Yes. I think he has the ability to. Because he's good enough. It's not just the yes. marketing. It's not yeah. just he's young. He's good enough. He's that good. He, I think he has all the attributes. Like, he's a great boxer. He has so much potential. I think he's going to be, like, I don't want to put, like, you know, go too far yeah, ahead right yeah, now. Yeah. He's 21. But, Let's, you know, yeah, okay. I, I, think he, I think he could be, like, a two-division champ. Like, if you, yeah. like, right, he yeah. could be a two-division champ. He's going to be a middleweight when he's in his mid-20s. And just the performance that he put on was just amazing. And that's what you want to see from a young guy like that. And I also think that you can market him really well. Yeah, they're bringing him to New York, supposedly in February, which I'm going to try to be there because it's just, it's just, come on, duh. You know what I mean? But also... You didn't, you didn't get that DR flag back there, though. You think I didn't notice you didn't put she's that up there. She's, she's working on it. Um, get those look, Amazon orders in, you feel me? <laughs> Xander Zayas um, versus Virgil Ortiz, a future super fight nerd comments. Um, I want to see Virgil first because we haven't seen him in a while. He's gone. Through Don't be a things. hater, yo. But it's true. It's been a minute. Virgil's yeah, yeah. coming back in the new year. It's, hopefully, That's he has to make saying. it to the fight first. You know, new weight class too. It's just uh, he's he can't fight. He can't we, fight at welterweight. We got to see where he's at mentally too because he said some things recently where it's like, yo, like you know, take care of yourself. Um, before getting back in a ring. Uh, Tyrone Grace is good body shot. I agree. Um, that's the thing. Every Puerto Rican's got a left hook. Xander Zayas got one. Miguel Cotto got one. Amanda Serrano got one. Felix Trinidad got one. Even I got one. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> You got a left hook? Yeah. It's not better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get to this comment uh, really quickly. Um, by the way, I talked about my left hook to Brian like all of the time. So that's why I say that. <laughs> Um, he says, what is the biggest hurdle to overcome so that Haney and Tank happens? Well, Tank has to decide that he wants to move up to 140 because I don't think Devin is going to ever move back down. And to be honest with you, Darby, I don't think Tank is going to go back up to 140. He said he didn't feel comfortable there. He'll probably be like, let's fight it at a catch weight, 136. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, <laughs> I don't think that fight's ever going to happen. Um, which it's a is great, it's a great, it's a great observation, Darby. Um, but I, I Chantel's on the ball here. Like I agree. I think that's I think that's all it is. And I, I think Tank for what it's weird that Tank doesn't want to come up to 140, but I mean, you know, bigger dudes, it is what it is. Um Joe VT, Robesi versus full. I'm not gonna read that comment from Anthony. 
He oh. donated. What are you talking about? He didn't donate that. for that comment. No, he don't. I, like once you donate, you get all your comments up first. Right? My left hook left is it. accurate. Okay, it's pretty. It's pretty accurate. Um, no I don't I think have... there's any power in it though. That's bullshit. What do you I mean? saw. I saw your bag work. Okay. okay so? <laughs> no, but there's no power in it. That's not even true. What are we doing? <laughs> Dude, I'm right. just saying. I'm just all saying. All right, Jovi T. Bullshit. Jovi T. Uh, Robesi versus Fulton next. <laughs> Stephen Fulton did say, you know, uh, 126. I don't know where that's going to be. Robesi versus Fulton is a fight that I would be interested in. Robesi isn't going to win that fight. I'll tell no, you that much. Like, no, so it ain't happening. It, and especially because um, cool boy Steph coming off that loss against Inouye, like he's going to have a crazy performance because people are doubting him as well. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Or... But dude's just figuring them out. I think we just got the co-sign for Brian's le uh, left hook over here. Um, Astrid, who also donated to the channel. We had to go to her to her comment. All right. Um, let's get – I see if I'm, I missed any comments here. Uh, I do, do want to say, guys, thank you so much for rocking with us tonight. Uh, we've been here for more than 40 minutes, so we do appreciate you coming on after the show. Remember to follow us on our social media. We're at The Mandatory TKO. Also, hit that like and subscribe button. Brian, before we get up and out of here, is there any final comments that you have? <laughs> I appreciate That is awful alias. Um, I don't have one. Um, <laughs> this is just not great. I don't like it. Um, what do you think it means, though? Like, does it mean that you got so much power that you put people to sleep, or does yeah. it mean that that's, you're that's like, what it means, or does it mean like you're like bedtime because you know you got you got pillows in your no, fist? No, no. Let us know. I am PK thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I Admittedly, know. look, I will tell you this: I would not be like I'm not a devastating power puncher. No, but. I'm not fucking pillow fisted either. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? You have a left hook to the body. That's what you have. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm okay. talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But okay. I'm a body I agree puncher. with that. I'm yeah, a body puncher because I'm short. You know what I mean? Like the easy, the, that, that's what I can get to. Yeah. I mean, I'm a bot. I mean, I want to take people's souls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm short, but I still, you know, I'm, I wouldn't say hey, I'm Astrid just a body knows. puncher. Asher knows. It's about technique. wonder why she would know that. IMPK says it was a play on Devin DeJoy. <laughs> I forget his nickname is a dream. Also, like when Jamel Charlo, Jamal Charlo, I think it was. Like they, them two dudes have nicknames. One of them is Hitman. And I'm like, I've never, like there are some nicknames. You, I just don't refer to the boxer as, but it is what it is. Um, final thoughts before we get out of here. I just want to say um, thank you to everybody once again for rocking with us tonight. There is not going to be a live next weekend, uh, but we will talk about this week, uh, Bam Rodriguez and whoo, Sonny Edwards. That's going to be an interesting fight. I um, can't wait. You know how big I am on Bam, so I'm excited for that fight. In terms of guys who can be a star, Bam is up there. I just... I just feel like he'd be a bigger star if he wasn't on the zone. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and Sonny Edwards is really good, too. And also Jake Paul is fighting this week, which I know I'm going to talk about for at least one of my jobs. Um, we may talk about it here. He's fighting an actual boxer, Andre August. But the week after, Christmas week, expect two lives, um, two post-fight shows, maybe a third live before that, betting-wise. But... Two lives post-fight shows because you got the heavyweights with De Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, who are not actually fighting each other, but they're on the same card. You also have Nairia Inouye, who on Boxing Day, the morning after Christmas, where a lot of people are going to be hungover, is going to defend his titles uh, against Marlon Tapalas, and that's going to be a hell of a fight to end the year. And we're also planning uh, some other year-end content. We're having Everyone's... an award show, and I'm trying to get Brian to wear a tie for anyone that's – I'm, like, trying to convince him, like, you need to wear one. Like, I will wear a dress. Like, we'll have, it like, a real award show. Someone, in, like, someone nah. in the chat someone in the chat will try to help make that vision come true. I'm sure about it. Um, uh, by the way, we would like your votes for this. Would we like to go with Brian Bedtime Fonseca, Brian <laughs> the Mandatory Fonseca, or uh, my boy Anthony Beck here, uh, Brian the Hook Fonseca? Leave your comments, guys. Leave your votes. 
I personally like Brian Bedtime Fonseca, but IMPK13 hasn't. Um, I haven't posted a video of myself boxing in a while. I got to do that because I've made some improvements. Um, and I value defense very, very much. So, you know, hey, I wanted to ask a question. Uh, what's that drink that's kind of like coffee-ish during Christmas time that Dominican people drink a lot? That's really, really good. What drink is that? What are you talking about? Not Coquito. Yeah, that's, it's that's, cool. oh, that's yeah. alcohol. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's a drink. Oh, Puerto Ricans drink that. What do you mean? Okay, okay. okay. I, I mean they do was... too, but like, yeah, it's, I... it's ours. Okay, well, I'm I'm sorry. Okay, that's both of your guys. I'm just saying. Yeah, that thing's dope. Maybe we should have some of those. <laughs> 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 well, while we do this uh, award show, but uh, I do want to say thanks so much for everyone for rocking with us. Love the comments. And uh, Tyrone has your back here. He says that that's a PR drink. I yes. thought it was both. Um, well, okay. Asher says it's both. Yeah. But it's more of a PR drink. See, she knows. Okay. Anyways, I was wrong on that. So <laughs> I, I'll say both. I'll say both. But uh, nonetheless, thanks no so much for rocking with us. No promises on the tie, guys. But I, 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 I'll wear at least a blazer. I'm working on it, guys. <laughs> I, I'm working on it. Um, thanks so much for rocking with us tonight. Uh, if you like the show, hit that like, subscribe button, follow us at The Mandatory TKO. Thank you for everyone that donated tonight to the channel. And um, if Chantel wears a dress, you got to clean up nice with this. It's true. If I wear a dress, you have to wear a nice suit and tie. And if you go on Brian's Instagram, there's a picture of him in a suit and tie, so it is it is possible. I gotta post more for my brother's wedding. Um, yeah, I, that was a, I had suspenders, you know what I'm saying, and I was I became a suspenders guy that week, uh, and also had a tie which I got rid of immediately during the uh, reception Dancing portion, reception, whatever. Are you that uh, guy that like takes off the tie on the dance floor? It was gone, gone. The suspenders were on. The tie Danced was it out. all night. The tie was gone, absolutely gone um all right well i think it's time for us to get up and out of here it's late there on the <laughs> east coast and yeah. brian is talking about i don't know i have no idea it's, it's i begin late. i begin work again in 11 hours one of my other jobs so all right well uh congrats to everyone that won their bets tonight i did not i did not make a safe bet um because i took regis and i'm never betting against Devin haney again brian final thoughts i'll let you uh, have the last words Devin Haney was in a couple of my parlays. We got that. Um, and I I hope that he fights uh I hope that he fights Teokumo Lopez next. I'm expecting Ryan Garcia next. I will gladly, gladly accept that if that's the case. Um, and I would even take it if it's Arno Barbosa, though. I think Arno Barbosa's uh, you know, gotta make his debut with Golden Boy first. But a lot of interesting options. And I, I'm not counting out Regis as a real threat at 140. Um I just I wonder how he gets sort of how his his matchmaking goes from here on out. But I'm not counting him out to potentially getting another title shot in 2024 later in the year.